House of Roll presents a life well-crafted. Five iconic luxury brands sharing the spotlight in one lavish house of brands. Roll, Riavel, Perrin and Rowe, Victoria and Albert, and Shaw's. To discover the full scope of design possibilities for your kitchen and bath, look no further than House of Roll. Reimagine your own setting at houseofroll.com. Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sari Kolia here, and I want to welcome everyone that is listening right now, everyone that is watching this episode on my YouTube channel, HO Heroes Podcast, and everyone that is listening through different platforms. So welcome to this podcast. I appreciate your support. Thank you for taking the time. It is always a pleasure for me to come to this microphone and share my point of view about a lot of subjects. And today is a very important subject, at least for me. I don't know if it's about you. If you're listening, or if you're watching this, perhaps it's because you really care about the subject of today, which is nostalgia. It is about nostalgia, the dangers of nostalgia. And I'm telling you, I have talked about nostalgia before uh, in this podcast. I think um, normally I talk about it one in one way, shape, or form through the different episodes. But I had a particular episode. It was two years ago, July of what? Two years ago. That was 2019. Now, when I have the opportunity to really share what I thought about the nostalgia, what I still think about nostalgia, if it's good or bad. That was the question of the episode. I will have the link for you. Unfortunately, it's you cannot really hear it through the um, the platforms, uh, the listening platforms, the podcast platforms. But you can always watch the video. So I will have the link in the description so you can access that. You can watch the video and listen to it. But in that particular episode, I share my opinion about what I thought about nostalgia. Was it good or bad? And it was in reference to films. And that time I was watching, I think we I watched uh, Spider-Man. And also we got the Star Wars films and The Last Jedi and all of that. So there was a lot of... Um, a lot of backlash because of some of these films. Of course, there was a lot of people complaining about it, and we use a lot of examples. You can listen to it, but we talk about the good of nostalgia and also talk about the bad. The question, of course, was if it was good or bad, and ultimately, I do feel that nostalgia, it is not necessarily good or bad. At the end of the day, it's how you take it because nostalgia is just one thing. It is just the the, the reason why we do a lot of things. In many ways, it's just the memories, the, the, the beautiful memories we have about something and it really shapes the way we see the world. And we can use it for good, or you can use it for bad. So in many ways, nostalgia is a double-edged sword that you can use for, for good things. It can work for really good things, or it can really work for bad things. So in this video today, or in this podcast today, you're listening, I really want to dive in again deep into it, because the last couple of days, I've been thinking about it um, through uh, the things that I've been doing through my main channel, JP Sarah Reviews. Uh, if you follow my main channel, I haven't really been talking about collectibles lately. I've been really busy with my job, so I haven't really had the opportunity to do so. But I, I still, you know, like I'm li paying attention, listening. And, you know, very soon we'll have some videos where I really concentrate on collectibles and talking about the new releases and all of that. And we'll talk about what I think about that. I will share my opinion and the good and the bad and all of that. But I've been reviewing some movies and also some TV shows. So you can come to JPSI Reviews and look at that. But the last two reviews that I have on JPSI Reviews uh, were uh, one I review Snake Eyes, the film. Uh, I review it in the channel. Also, I review, uh, the in this case, the first season of the first part of uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation on Netflix. And to be honest with you, 
um if you really you watch those um videos do you you know that i was really disappointed i'm still disappointed with the outcome of these two shows in this case the film and the series the tv series because i was hoping for a lot more and when thinking and analyzing all of that when i was making the the videos and of course editing the video and doing all of that and uploading the video i was thinking about it you know it was pretty much circulating in my mind the thoughts about why is it that in the end i wasn't satisfied with the final product so it, i came to it came to the memory at least of that that episode the two years ago talking about nostalgia and the effects of it now i don't want to say with this that i want to change my mind about the reviews because i still i'm going to stick to my word in the sense that i stand to what i said i still believe that the this case the film snake eyes and massive universe were disappointments and big ones i was totally disappointed i'm still disappointed because i thought that it could have been a lot more than what i was given at least what was promised so in this episode, I really want to share that because I do feel now that I ask those questions to myself and trying to find those personal answers, I, I come to the conclusion that in reality, you know, and I'm not saying that nostalgia is bad, but yes, it can really raise the bar so high to a place where it's hard for some things to meet the, the, the deadline or to meet that standard. And a lot of things are going to fall short. And it's one thing that we need to always remember is that no matter why we do, no matter what happens in the world, what we treasure, particularly when we were growing up, when we, you know, when you're a kid, when you're a child, you're very open to a lot of things and emotionally, you're emotionally attached to everything. And of course, we have this attachment, this emotional attachment to a lot of memories of our childhood. And we think those times were the best or the films that we watch or the toys we play and all of that, the comics we read and all I see it all the time. I see the nostalgia playing that part. Even in comics, when I see people always praising a particular artist over other artists, and they're always talking about that their time where they used to read comics was the best. They think they talk about Kirby being the pretty much the hero of the picture of and everything. And if you talk bad, you know, you, you present another artist or more modern artists, they all always going to tear you apart because to them, you know, it's like technically that's their god you know the person that really did everything for them and i see the same thing with toys people always talk about how good the toys were in the past and now the new toys you know and even collectibles and the image and everything we do every movie we watch we always come with this pretty much we come to look at it we review it in a way we we're looking for the flaws we're looking for the things that we can pinpoint and say well the oldest thing was the best the old times were better the old movies were better of course the old comics were better all everything in the past was better than what it is now and the problem with that is that unfortunately what we do is that we create a wall invisible wall and that we cannot cross and we try to avoid we cannot really come to the other side to enjoy what is new but also at the same time we stop uh, other people to even crossing because we are always pinpointing or saying well this is the worst thing that ever happened this doesn't represent the source material and you know at the end of the things cannot progress things cannot change or move forward because everything is stuck in 40 years of history or 65 years of history or whatever time it took or for a movie or for a comic book or for a story or a novel or whatever we're still stuck in that time like the time you're standing still and we still kind of relieving the past, you know, always repeating the, the old, same old things. And we want things to remain the same. And we got to be careful. Now, I got to I gotta put this in perspective as well. I want to bring this pretty much I'm going to do. I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I do believe that in some ways also, 
we are, you know, not only the companies, and I'm going to talk about, in this case, the studios for these two uh, productions, whether it's Snake Eyes or Masters of the Universe. I don't think they're, you know, they, they share some of the blame. Part of that is the blame, and we're going to talk about it. But I do believe that in our end also, there's some blame because of the expectation that we have. The things that we hope for things to happen here and didn't happen. But at the same time, I feel that a big part of that blame goes into the production companies because we got whatever they created in the end. The final product was not what was promised. And that's something that we have to be very careful that in many ways, uh, a lot of these production companies, they do a lot of false advertisement. That's, I think, the biggest issue here hasn't been about the changes to the stories here. But in the end, what they promise is not what they deliver. So you have to be very conscious that they... What you promise is what you have to give. And if you promise something and you don't fulfill that promise, then definitely the problem is not in the viewer or the person that was expecting something. It's on the person that made the promise and in the end didn't deliver on the promise. So it is the, there is expectation, but also there is a false it's a false promise. It's a false advertisement right there. And I think that's the problem that the reason why people are disliking. And right now, Kevin Smith is on everyone's mind. Everyone's talking about it. And I've seen so many videos here. On YouTube, people talking bad about him. And some channels have actually made a career out of just criticizing everyone. I've seen that. Uh, some people are just, that's all they talk about. Every day is a new episode about, you know, like the internet versus Kevin Smith. Uh, Master of Universes versus Kevin Smith. The world versus Kevin Smith. Uh, I don't know, like any anybody against <laughs> Kevin Smith. And at the same time, I don't, I don't want to go on that train. Because to be honest with you, I don't think Kevin Smith is a blame here either. Well... There's a lot that he did that is wrong. And I'm telling you, I think he deserves some of that blame. But at the same time, I feel that there's a lot of involvement with the studios, what they're trying to do. But at the same time, I feel that, you know, production companies, directors, and the companies, they want to try new things. Sometimes they want to just try new things. And sometimes they fail miserably, like it happened here, by trying to make some changes that are so abrupt that actually are not beneficial in the end. And they create this divide. House of Roll presents a life well-crafted. Five iconic luxury brands sharing the spotlight in one lavish house of brands. Roll, Riabelle, Perrin and Rowe, Victoria and Albert, and Shaw's. To discover the full scope of design possibilities for your kitchen and bath, look no further than House of Roll. Reimagine your own setting at houseofroll.com. Now, I'm telling you, and I'm going to start first with uh, speaking in regards to Master of the Universe, because I'm already in it and talking about the, the movie, or in this case, the series. I think the biggest problem with Masters of the Universe was that fact. The fact that uh, over over a year since the, we, the, the announcement came and we were talking about this re, pretty much reboot of the Masters of the Universe through Netflix, uh, Kevin Smith was always open, and I follow him on social media, so he was always talking about it. And a lot of people were excited. You know, there was a lot of talks and conversations. And, of course, we got the trailer and looked very excited, looked very... It was the perfect trailer, the first trailer. And people were so in tune because, you know, in, in conversations, in interviews, he was always talking about that this would respect the source material, that it will just follow the source material. That technically, he was playing with a nostalgia card, and it did. You know, people were in tune. You know, they got the toys came out before the, the series, and people were buying the toys, and everybody's excited because they're thinking, wow, we're getting a reboot, a celebration of the 40th anniversary of the Masters of the Universe. And then when it came out, I'm telling you, the whole thing, the first episode, it really... 
it didn't blow my mind, but it's just like uh, it, it left me with my jaw hanging. I was like, I cannot believe that in this case they did this. I didn't say Kevin Smith did this. I said I cannot believe that Netflix, Hasbro, the production company, Kevin Smith all together, they decided to go this route, you know, to change the status quo, and and everything went into like a it was a circus. The first episode where characters were acting out of total character. And some people were praising it. And I seen some people praising it. People that even in my on my review, they're just disliking my video because they don't like my opinion. Because a lot of times, and I'm telling you, a lot of people that are loving this are just these millennials. And I'm gonna be kind of straightforward here. That they just they didn't grow up with the cartoon. They didn't grow up with the toys. You know, like we're talking about 40 years. Some of these guys are 20 some years. Don't tell me that you grew up with the Masters of the Universe because you didn't. I'm sorry, but you didn't. I'm in my, you know, in my, in my mid 40s. So I grew up with the cartoons as a child. The massive universe were the toys that I really collected. And I can share an experience here. I'm telling you my first, I was thinking about how is it that I got into the massive universe. And I'm going to tell you this before, you know, in this conversation, I want to share this. Uh, I got into massive universe and the school that I used to be in, in elementary school, they used to give us grades. Um, every week I went to private school. So in this school, they gave us weekly grades every Friday, so you have to take those home for you know to show to your parents. I'm telling you, I was never really the kid that wanted to be on the on the spot because you know like I was I'm I'm like I was smart as a child, but I was never the type of kid that liked to kind of be on top of things. That like you know like I wasn't the kid that liked to study all the time. I just did it. I just was. I wanted to make it quick and move on. You know like I, I want life to be easier instead of just being involved with always being on the books. <laughs> but if I wanted to, I could get the good grades. So I remember the Masters of the Universe came out. You're talking about the early 80s. Uh, they came out and people were excited for them. And I, I, I you know, I, you know, kids were ha talking about it. You know, everybody wants to have the toys and I wanted to have the toy. So my dad, you know, one time he was telling me about that. I should do better at school like every Friday because I have to, you know, bring my my grades and he has to sign it so I can return on Monday. So he, I told my dad, I make, I, I don't remember how it was, but I know that I made an agreement with my dad. I says, well, dad, if you, and I was just a child, I was a kid. And I tell my dad, if I bring good grades, if I'm the first in the class, because in, in my class, of course, they grade you. And they always, you have the honor roll, the ones that were the top grades. So the, the person that wins the first place is the one that gets all the applauses in the classroom, all of that. You know how that. So I told my dad, if I get the first place, would you give me a, a toy? You buy me a toy. Will you take me to the um, to the toy store? Because I was talking too much about the toys. And my daddy said, well, you, you have to wait till your birthday or Christmas. And I said, well, you, will you give me the toy? And my dad said, I'll give you the toy. If you give me first grace, I thought, my, I thought that, and that, I think now that my dad was thinking that it's not going to happen. You know, so I say, whatever, as long as he gives me good grades or better grades. So I told my dad, if I get first grade, uh, first place next week then you take me to the toy store and my dad my dad agreed so this is what happened i did it so i was on the first got the first uh place on my grades everybody applaud me i came home you know it was ha you know my mom was happy and my dad well he had to fulfill his word and he took me that afternoon when i came on a friday he took me to the toy store which was a couple blocks from the house and we walked there and when we got there the first thing I see is Master of the Universe. There was a wall full of Master of the Universe. But my dad says, you're only taking one. So I was looking through all of them. I was like, man, which one I'm going to get? And the one I grabbed was the one actually was Triclops. Because I saw it in Triclops and he looked so cool. And I love Triclops. And I got it. And I came home. 
And man, I love that toy. That was my first Master of the Universe. To this day, Triclops has always been my favorite character, just because the cool design on the toy, you know, with the long sword and all that and changing the eyes and all that cool and the visor. That was the coolest thing. And of course, you know, over time, my dad, you know, like that Christmas came and the season and my dad took us to like a big toy store uh, and pretty much they bought us almost the entire collection of everything that was for sale at the time. And the, another thing that I want to point out that I was like the villains for some reason. My, and, and my brother also, because to be honest, you remember Master of the Universe, the villains were the coolest toys. It were cooler than the heroes. And I want a skeleton. I wanted all of them. And my brother also was my brother was a year younger than I. He's like, oh, I want that, too. And I, I convinced him. That actually, I told my brother, well, actually, the villains are the worst and the heroes are the best. So, actually, you're getting the best toys and I'm getting the worst. So, I'm doing you a favor as my brother because you're my youngest brother. And I'm just going to keep the bad guys to kind of save you the trouble. And you're going to have the coolest kids, which are the, the good guys. And my brother, he was like, he was, I don't know, couple. it was younger than I. He was not the, the, the sharpest pencil. So... He he swallowed that. I'm sorry if he's listening. I, I tried to offend, but he swallowed that lie. And I kept the, you know, he kept the good guys. He was playing with the heroes and I'm playing with the bad guys because I love Skeletor and I love the design. So, but I'm telling you that I just want to give this just for, I would say, for context of what we're talking about here. Uh, I wanted to share it, I, I suppose. But the thing is this, it happened like that. And, you know, I have this. I grew up with this toys. You know, to me, it's like, you know, the cartoons were my favorite cartoons back in the 80s. I love the Master of the Universe. To me, that was a, the big part of my childhood. So because this is nostalgia to me, of course, when I'm looking at this series, uh, my first impression of they, you give me a trailer that tells me this is about what it's about. They tell me that this is going to praise that and it's going to bring great memories and it's going to really love and it's going to care for that and keep things like the way they were supposed to. When you kind of sell it that way, you know, when you're talking in interviews and you tell them that this is the respect, the source material and you're going to love it. So I'm this in, in my mind. I'm thinking this is a reboot, but it's a good reboot. It's done right. And when I come here and the storyline is completely off, then I'm totally, I'm totally disappointed. And the guys that are telling me, oh, you shouldn't be disappointed because, you know, it's a new story and we have to be woke about it, you know, because everything is woke now. And, you know, you have to make it, you know, accepted the world we live in. And this is for the new generation. I'm sorry, but that's not what they were trying to do. That's not what they said from the get go. So you give me a false promise this false advertisement and now you're telling me that i need to be woke like you and you have to accept it like you i'm sorry but that's not gonna fly because first of all you're 20 some years old or the people that are praising this 20 some years old that barely they, they don't have any bearings on it you know they didn't grow up playing with the toys they don't know what it meant for us to do it not saying that is wrong with that not saying that they cannot appreciate it and love the storyline and i i gotta talk about it in a moment about it because i do believe the storyline in some ways there were a couple of things that were good I would say I would love the story. The story wasn't bad per se. It's the fact that it was not representative of what Master of the Universe is, or it was, or has been for the past 40 years. So you're telling me something. You're technically promising that you're going to sell me one thing, that you're going to sell me this sports car with all this, and all of a sudden you sell me a lemon. You're selling me something that, that has nothing to do with what you promised from the get-go. And that is the part where people get offended and they have to read right to be offended. I'm not saying that you don't like it. I don't say that they were trying to do new things. And maybe nostalgia is playing the part, big part. Nostalgia is playing the big part here. But it's because in the end, the company came and promised something. And this is a studio. And they didn't fulfill the promise. That's the, the thing. 
And the problem too, I will tell you, because I'm talking about nostalgia here, is that we are hoping for something, and the comp in this case, the studio tries to change things out, trying to deviate from that, and ultimately, people are not going to accept it. Why? Because nostalgia gets in the way. And yeah, that could be bad. And yes, I could say, yeah, they're right on that. But at the same time, I'm not going to blame nostalgia. I'm not going to blame people for being nostalgic about something. And I'm not going to use that as an excuse because that's what the people are being using. But I'm going to blame, in this case, the studio and the production and the director and everybody involved in the process. I wouldn't say the actors because they're just doing their part. But I would say the people in the production, the screen, in this case, the script writers, all of them, because they try to change things abruptly. They, they change everything abruptly. They grab something that every, and they made a promise that this will just fulfill the pretty much those all the, the boxes. You will check all the boxes of, um, in this case, the memories that we have, the nostalgia that we have. And ultimately, they take it away and they give you something else. And that's the problem right there. And that's what I would say the problem is in them for really promising something. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. This is your summer. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes. They are not delivering. And at the same time, I'm telling you, the show was a bit dark, too. And to me, it's like from the get go, you know, and, I, and right now I can talk to you very directly because, you know, there's no reason to keep the spoilers out or whatever, because I know if you're listening at to this point it's because you also watch the show and you feel the same way as I do. The, from the get go, they killed, you know, Adam, they killed, you know, He-Man and all that. And all of a sudden it's still at the center. And then, of course, his father, you know, kicks out man at arms and all that. And that was totally out of character. The way he did is like ban him from the kingdom and that he will just kill him or something, which was stupid. And then Tila, she's all upset about something and she throws her tiara and she said that she's tired of the lies and totally out of character because not even a few seconds before everything happened, you know, she was so happy to be named a man at arms and all that. In this case, a woman at arms, however you want to call it. So to me, it's like they play with this and they change it, but it doesn't make sense. Everything is out of character, even within the context of the story, the way everyone is behaving. And then, of course, everything goes and ultimately, you know, Tila is angry about something or whatever. She's angry because she wasn't told the truth and ultimately she was, you know, and then she's going and everyone is acting in a weird way. So everything was completely off. And ultimately, what really kills it for me is that the last episode, you know, when you think everything is going to finally we come to the crescendo. Finally, he managed taking his the, the sword back. He gets killed right in front of all of us. You know, to me, that was the stupidest way to do it. Like, yes, you are doing this for for the wall factor because you want to look woke because you're getting it, you know, in tune with whatever this generation likes to watch. Because if you make something dark, everybody embrace the darkness. Everybody feels like, oh, this is the coolest thing. Now, this is a, you know, war type of show, you know, war winning show or one that deserves awards because everyone wants to be like today. Nowadays, everyone wants to be like that. Everyone wants to be edgy. I'm telling you, that was just terrible. That was terrible. And to me, it's like, this is not what you promise. Now, I have no problem for you changing things. And I express that on my review. They could just simply go with the show, like for one season and kind of set the foundation of the Masters of the Universe as we know it. And then you make another season and the third season. And then you start kind of deviating, going a bit more darker. But they didn't set the foundation properly. 
They just rely so much on nostalgia. They were relying on the, the previous knowledge they already have of the masses of the universe. And what they did is whatever they took, all the stuff that we already knew, all the, the ideas that we already have, it took them from you and pretty much they tear it apart and they say, well, this doesn't work anymore. So I'm going to give you something better, which is something that actually it is even worse. But that's the mentality because they think now I'm giving you something. Oh, now I'm giving you something that is mature for your age. But at the same time, they selling the toys for the children. At the same time, they're trying to promote this as a family friendly type of show by killing the main character. And by making everything woke, and I'm telling you, that's just the way it was. And I feel like you are trying to promote, you're trying to bring the people that grew up watching this to watch it. And also they are bringing their kids to, you know, for the kids to watch it because they're buying the toys and they're excited with the toys. They want to watch the cartoon. And now you give them something that is completely off of what you promised from the get-go. So that's a big deal. And it has nothing to do with nostalgia in itself. The danger of nostalgia has nothing to do really with nostalgia. It has to do with the people that utilize nostalgia. They take advantage of it in order to sell you a product that is not even the right product or it's not even what was in, what is in the picture. You know, like when you buy something and it looks so beautiful in the picture and when you get it and you open it, it, it doesn't look anything like it was in the picture, on the catalog. It is what it was. It is what it is. That's what it was here. And we kind of sugarcoat it, it what it was. Now, we're talking about Snake Eyes, for example. Snake Eyes has the same situation happening, but on the opposite way. Now, from the get-go, from the trailer, they're trying to present that it, this will be a more darker version of Snake Eyes because, of course, they're concentrating on the character, and that's what they should have done with Tila. If they want to done that with Tila, uh, they would say from the get-go that Tila would have her own solo show and they would have go in a darker way. I would accept it. I would feel fine with it because it's a solo story, and an origin story or an introduction story or a separate story that it works within the context, but that's not what they promised. But with Snake Eyes, because they concentrated on that, it's not like whole G.I. Joe stuff, so they want to go on that. So they were promising from the trailers. From the moment that we saw the trailers, we saw a more edgier, darker Snake Eyes. And I'm telling you, it works with that because, as always, you know, if you have always watched the original cartoons and played the toys, you know, you know that Snake Eyes has always been the, the quiet ninja, the, white, the one that is also going solo missions. The one that he has a more kind of walking on the edge because, of course, they, his art nemesis, of course, is Storm Shadow. So, of course, there is this. And ninjas are ninjas. Ninjas are not like playing, you know, like, you know, with little wooden katanas. They're playing with real katanas, you know. So there is a there is blood. You know, ninjas are killers. They're a trained assassins. So ultimately, it makes sense to go on that route to make it darker. And the trailers present that. And you feel like, OK, this is the type of show that is really playing with nostalgia but is doing it the right way in the sense that it's really giving more maturity but from the get-go the promise is this is going to be a bit more darker because an origin story and it's a more mature version but also it's a good version so i was coming to the film thinking okay this is going to be edgier but i'm prepared for that because i i can anticipate it through the trailers it looked like it will be more mature which i was fine with i thought you know in my mind this is the right way to do it because not also not only i have watched the original cartoon i have read the comics over the years and if you read the in this case the original marvel comics and then the idw comics that have been being produced for many years now there's so many fantastic stories in the IDW collection and some of them uh, uh, you know, the solo stories with storm, uh, in this case with storm shadow and even with snake with snake eyes um they are always been great and there's always they're a bit darker they're a bit agier and it's fine i'm okay with that because i there's so many stories in the idw collection uh that can be translated into film so my mind i'm thinking they're taking some of that inspiration and injecting it into the series 
So in my mind, that's the perfect combination. I'm going for it. I'm ready to go. So I go with my wife. And at first you felt like, okay, this is kind of going the right way because initially it starts pretty good. You start, you start seeing things unfolding in a way. Okay. I can see that now there's some fights there. Of course the shaky camera was horrible, but at least I'm, I'm saying, okay, this is going in the right direction. Then it going into the more ninja information. Like he's part of this clan and all of that. So that was cool. And I was like, this is going cool, but all you know the the movie as it was progressing it was moving forward till the end i feel like that everything was coming back into a more simplistic storytelling it's like they were trying to go so edgy but at the last minute ready to jump they decide not to jump and they decide to go back to what was normal or what was pretty much very familiar which is the cartoony style of the gi joe and ultimately the film felt very cheesy you know, like, I feel like, okay, now we're coming to the end, and now this is, this reminds me of the cartoon, but now it's live action. You know, it reminds me of the, the cartoon, you know, in this case, the classic clean cartoon. And I was like, I, I love that cartoon, but I don't want to, I didn't came here for that, because that was not what was promised. So now this is the opposite, because in this one, for example, with the mass of the universe, they promised to straight, you know, to be straight nostalgic, to kind of keep on the right track, to go back, to really pay homage to things, to not deviate from anything. And that's what they did. Ultimately, they changed everything, turn it all upside down. And now they give you this, which is the edgy version, the woke version of the masses of the universe. And the opposite side, you were promised a more modern, more greedy, more, you know, on the pretty much on the edge, that dark type of story with the origin story of Snake Eyes. And I was all for it. And ultimately, they turn it upside down and they give you the familiar, the stuff that we used to watch when we were kids. And I was like, really? It's like, these are two opposites. One, they're both working in nostalgia, but one is so afraid, Snake Eyes is so afraid to try something new. And at the same time, it fails when, you know, going into the familiar. And we have a master of the universe. They promise to stay true to the source material and it changes everything. And it also fails by not doing what it's supposed to. So ultimately, it has nothing really to do with nostalgia. It has to do with this company's not understanding the way to approach the stories. And that's what it is. In the end, that's what it is. If you don't know how to use nostalgia to your favor, if you don't know how to use or approach it, if you don't know how to pretty much um, give the, the product the way you promise, then definitely it has nothing to, uh, in the end, you are the one responsible for the failure of it. I'm not going to blame the viewers. I'm not blaming people for not liking that. I'm not going to tell them that, well, they need to change their mind. They need to adapt to the new they need to embrace the wokeness of today. No, they don't have to. You don't, you don't have to do it. We live in a free world. Everyone is entitled to have an opinion. You know, at the same time, I'm okay with change. I am okay with change. But I, I want for studios and for, for these companies to really stay, you know, true to their own convictions in the sense that if you want to make something different, then do it differently. But don't advertise it as something that is pure. Don't advertise it. Oh, this is the the real deal. And they tell try to tell people, oh, you know, that is, you know, this is the way the world is and you need to accept it because that's not the case. This is, for example, like I will tell you even with comics. One thing I always love about Marvel comics because we always have the what if stories. What if stories, like even DC has the Elseworld stories, are stories that happen that, you know, somebody has an idea. Oh, let's make this what would happen. And we have the what if show coming very soon on. Disney Plus, I'm looking forward to it. 
But I'm telling you, it is about what would happen in a world where everything changes. And I'm okay with that because from the get-go, they're telling you that it's a what-if story. You're promised that this is not the true thing. This is a totally different variation or version of it, an alternate reality. And you accept it for what it is because you were already promised. You already you came with the expectation that you're getting something totally different. That's not what happened with Masters of the Universe. When you came to watch it, you were never told that. You were told from the get-go you're going to get something familiar, something that really pays homage to the classic and loves the classic and it makes you embrace the classic. And it totally changes that. The outcome is not that, at least from the first part of this first season. And with Snake Eyes, you promise something is going to change. It's going to make it darker. But it's for the people that really love this ver ver version. It's a totally different thing. But ultimately, when you get there, start like that. And then it deviates completely into the familiar, into what everyone knows, into what um, pretty much is the, the simpler way to present Snake Eyes, the Snake Eyes story, his origin story. And to be honest, that is the problem. That is the danger of nostalgia too. It is the danger of nostalgia to, first of all, to give false hope to people about something and then all of a sudden change it. You know, companies abuse nostalgia all the time. That's just bottom line. Now coming to the end of this video, they use it for their own advantage to sell a product. Like you can see in the back of my, uh, here on this bookcase in the back, I have a lot of books. I have them for nostalgic reasons. A lot of stories that I read when growing up, some of them I was older, but I was reading and I love the stories. And I buy them because they bring good memories. The statues that I have there up there, you can see them, is because I have nostalgic uh, attachment to a lot of the superheroes. You know, everything we do has nostalgia. The reason I watch these films is because I have nostalgia. You know, because I remember growing up playing these toys or knowing about the story. So I love these new versions. I love that. I like change too. I'm okay with that. But at the same time, I want to be prepared. I want for, for studios to let me know, hey, you know, this is going to be a different version. This is going to be an alternate reality of that. Uh, are you okay with that? And I would say, yeah, I'm okay with that. But they understand if they tell you from the get-go, they're going to change everything, the status quo. They know that a lot of people are going to do back, you know, it's going to be a backlash. So what they do is that they don't tell you. And to me, that's just disingenuous. That's not honest. And companies need to be honest with their products. They need to, un you know, understand the mindset of the people. What is the reason why people pretty much circulate around this? I have no problem with a new variation of Masters of the Universe. I have no problem with that. I'm telling you, I have no problem with that. If this is what it was, I'm told from the get-go, A, this Masters of the Universe is going to be very different. It's going to change things. You know, be prepared, be, beware, because it's going to change things. At the same time, some people were arguing, saying, well, you know, in this case, you're taking the power out of the creators. In some ways, yes, but let's not lose focus on this, that the writers here, they did not create masses of the universe. They are people that are, grew up like us reading those stories. So you have to honor the work of the people that actually did the creation of Masters of the Universe, and they created and introduced these stories uh, really to reach out to children. And to create the toy lines, that was the reason why they created everything. And of course, everything went alongside it. So ultimately, you have to respect the source material. You have to respect it in one way or another. Yes, you can make changes, but you have to let people know ahead of time, hey, this is going to be a variation of it. Uh, and we're going to make some changes. Be prepared with that. And when you have in those trailers, those trailers should represent that. Instead of just having trailers and posters where you see him at the center, but when you watch the series, he's not the center of the story. 
So why is it that he's portrayed as the center one? So technically, you're pro- you're telling me that this is what's going to happen, but ultimately it doesn't happen that way. It is a lie. It is switching bait. You're switching and baiting me all around, all around the corner. You know, you're going to, you know, you tell me one thing and you give me zero. You give me peanuts of what you promise. That is bad. That is bad business. And I don't know. To be honest with you, if the second season comes, I'll watch it. And if he doesn't come, I'll be okay with that. I'm not going to cry about it. You know, I'll be happy. I can go back and watch the original cartoons and I can watch the 2000 cartoons because I'm telling you that if you haven't watched the 2000 cartoons, they were better than this. A lot better because they understood the characters. And to be honest, I'm okay if they do more. But if they don't, I'm not losing any sleep. I'll be happy with that. You know, I'll be happy with it because ultimately that cannot change. And it's better to do something that respects the source material, to support what really respects the source material, than something that changes everything. And it gives you a pretty much a a, a, a travesty of what it was. And I don't want that for Master Universe. I want it to remain that because there's a lot of value for Master Universe. And one of the reasons why it was always popular, one of the reasons even G.I. Joe was popular as growing up is because it represented a lot of, it really presented a lot of values that we used to treasure when growing up. Values about patriotism when you're G.I. Joe, for example, about respect, about honor, about doing the right thing, about what really means to be a hero and to do the right thing. All of those things were presented there. But the world we live in is so twisted that, you know, even the shows of children now, they want to go on the edge and really present a world that is totally upside down and heroes are no longer heroes. You know, people that do the right thing are no longer, you know, doing the right thing. You know, the world is always complicated, but... You want to steal hope on children. You want to steal hope on people. And ultimately, this shows, you know, they bring families also together. And if I'm coming, you know, I, my daughter is gone, but I have my nephew. If I wanted him to watch the show, I wanted to enjoy it and to see the reason why it really is, you know, it was an important part of my growing, you know, me growing up. Because it really was there also giving me good messages that I want him also to take. Particularly in these dark times we live in where there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that is so messed up. And definitely children are the ones that suffer the most, the consequences of the adults' crazy world, crazy worldviews. So I think, and that one was a failure. It was, a, the two things were a failure. The movie was a failure. Uh, Snake Eyes was a failure because of it. And definitely uh, Master Universe was a failure for me. And I'm telling you, nostalgia is not good or bad. It's a double-edged sword. And ultimately, it's all about expectation. And also, it's all about how you do your advertisement. And if you don't give the, if you don't really fulfill the promise then you really are just lying you're giving false advertisement but what is your opinion my friends what do you think about today's episode i know i got deep maybe i got too personal but i'm telling you it's like the disappointment is there i'm still gonna try to support it i I hope that the second season is better and i hope if they produce another jejo film it's better another origin story i don't know who going to be next um but at the same time Part of me feels like if they don't do it, I'm okay with that. I just, for what? So they can keep killing it and destroying and making it worse? No, thanks. I just stick with what I know. So my friends, God bless you. Take care. And don't forget to like, to comment, and to subscribe. If you're watching this in YouTube, you can come to uh, the social media platforms. You can come to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let me know too if you're listening. And my friends, God bless you. I will talk to you again. Bye-bye.